Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to pick up with Matthew chapter 9. This will be the third part on this one. We'll have at least one more podcast on on Matthew chapter 9 before we move on. But in the last podcast, we saw Jesus having a discussion with some of his, or some of John the Baptizer's disciples because uh, they were they had come to Jesus and they were they had a question for him about fasting and they wanted to know why his disciples didn't fast because they fasted and much like the religious leaders fasted so why not your disciples Jesus what makes them so special is it because they're following you because you're the Messiah you don't think you have to your disciples have to fast come on give us the answer and so Jesus has a discussion with them and he uses uh, something they'd be very familiar with, with the, the Jewish wedding. And the, he uses the, the wine, making the wine, the fermentation process with the wine skins and a, a patch off of, of, of or patching some garments that had ripped. And so he uses those examples to answer their question. And while they're having this discussion, something happens. Their, their discussion is interrupted by a leader uh, who comes from the synagogue to he, he has come to find Jesus to tell Jesus as Matthew says that his daughter has just died but um, I'm going to uh, read this what Matthew says but I want to take you to Mark's version of this story because Mark gives a whole lot more details and in Mark's version the girl when 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 Jairus comes looking for Jesus his daughter is still alive and so in his mind, he's thinking, there's hope because my daughter's still alive. I just got to find this miracle worker, miracle, miracle worker, because if I can find Jesus, the miracle worker, my daughter will be made whole. And, you know, and I'll, I'll still have my daughter with me. So this is Matthew's version. And then I'm going to mix, uh, like I said, the, the gospel of Mark's version in Mark chapter five with this so we can have more detail of what's going on. But Matthew says, as Jesus was saying this, as he was talking to John's disciples, the leader of the synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. And so Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. And just then a woman who has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind Jesus and she touched the fringe of his robe before she thought, if I could just touch his robe, you know, the other versions say, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he has a conversation with her. Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. And when Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead, she's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at Jesus, and after the crowd was put, uh, put outside, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand, and she stood up. And the report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. So again, as we have been seeing and studying here in Matthew, there's miracle after miracle after miracle. And here are uh, not one, but two miracles in this story. And uh, 
It's as if if Matthew is telling these miracles to show the Jews, because Matthew is primarily written to Jews to show Jesus, his lineages, that he is king. And so it's like Matthew is telling these stories of these miracles to show these Jews that Jesus is the miracle worker, that he is the Messiah that they have been looking for, that they can count on that 110%. But the only thing that Matthew doesn't do when he's telling about these miracles as Matthew doesn't go into a whole lot of detail, he 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 kind of gives us the Cliff's Notes version. Do you remember the Cliff's Notes back when I was in school? Maybe I don't know your age, but and I don't even know if they still had these or not. But I know, uh, say I graduated in 1990, and this is 2022, so it's been 32 years since I graduated high school. But I remember being in English English class, and 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 we had to have a book report, and and I I despise reading, I hate reading. The, matter of fact, the only book that I read is the Bible, uh, and I can't read a lot at one time. Is it my ADHD or whatever? I don't know, but I I can't sit still long enough to read. And I know now we have audio books, and and so and I love podcasts. I listen to all kinds of podcasts because I don't want to read, and if I do have to read now. I, I, it's like the Bible app that we have from uh, the U version. Uh, it reads to you, and so I, I use that a lot because it, it reads to me. But when I'm studying for these podcasts, I, I re- actually read it for myself because it, it, I get to do it in bits and pieces. But anyway, when I, when I was in high school and we had to have a book report due, uh, the teacher would sign us a book, and the first thing that I would do because we didn't have internet back then, back in the eighties, uh, and so. Uh, it was the Cliff's Notes version. You you would find the Cliff's Notes from that book, and you would read the Cliff's Notes, which is just a little old thin book that just gives you the highlights of that big thick book that you had to read for that book report. And so I would read the Cliff Notes, and I would just I would just uh, wing my report, you know, just to get a passing grade if I could. And I would be excited about that. Well, that's what Matthew is doing. Uh, with a lot of these miracles that he's telling us about. He's given us the Cliff's Notes version, if you will, of these miracles. And so I, I want to take us to Mark chapter 5 when, when Mark tells about this story of, of these two healings because he gives way more details than Matthew does. In fact, Mark even gives us the name of the ruler from the synagogue, and his name is Jairus. And in Mark's gospel, Jairus' daughter has not died yet when, when Jairus comes to find Jesus. She is dying, and, and she will die as they are on their way to Jairus' house, but she's not dead yet when he comes to find Jesus. And so you may ask, what, what, what difference does that make? What, what does it matter if, if Matthew says his daughter is dead already? Or what difference does it make that Mark says his daughter is dying? Well, Put yourself in Jairus' shoes. If you were Jairus and, and, and if you have a child who is dying, right, you're going to find Jesus as fast as you can because as you know she's still alive or you know your child is still alive and, and there is hope because nobody has been raised from the dead at this point. Nobody's, they've seen all kinds of miracles. They've seen demons cast out, but they've never seen a dead person come to life. So in your mind, if you're Jairus, if you could just get to Jesus quickly and get Jesus to your house so that he can lay hands on your daughter, then she will be made whole again. She will be spared from death. And, and, and so there, there, there is hope as long as your daughter is still alive. 
And so you would find Jesus as fast as you can and say, hey, get to my house quickly because my daughter is dying and I need you to lay your hands on her so that she would not die, that she would be healed from whatever is causing her to, to, to be dying here. And so... Um, that would that would be what that that's the difference. That's what's going on in Jairus's mind. If if I can just get Jesus to my house quickly, there's hope because my daughter is still alive. And so he finds Jesus talking to John's disciples, and he interrupts their conversation, tells them what's going on, and 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 the Bible says that Jesus got up and went with Jairus to his house. Well, there's only one problem. There, there, there's another person who's going to interrupt, just like Jairus has interrupted Jesus' conversation with John's disciples. There's a woman who has what we call an issue of blood, who has been, who has basically had a menstrual cycle. She's been bleeding for twelve years straight, nonstop. She has spent all the money she has. She's been to every doctor in town and around town. Nobody can help her. She's tried all the home remedies. She is at her rope's end. She has no hope. She has nothing left, no money, no no hope at all because there's no more doctors that can even try to help her. There's no more home remedies that she can try to stop the bleeding. There is There is no hope for this woman except for Jesus. And 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 that th- if you think of this woman is is much like a a leper, you know, despite living in comfort, she's like a leper because as long as she was bleeding and she has been bleeding constantly, like I, like uh Matthew says and Mark says, she's been bleeding for 12 years nonstop. So according to the law, According to God's law, much like the leper, she was unclean. And she would have to live a quarantine life because she was unclean. She could not come to the temple. She could not come and worship God because she was considered unclean. This woman was miserable. She had no more hope. She was at her rope's end. But Mark chapter 5, verse 27 says, when she heard of Jesus. That means when Jesus was going to Jairus' house, there was a crowd following him, and somehow, some way, this woman saw the crowd and, and had to ask somebody, what is going on? What's all this commotion about? And they said, the miracle worker's in town. Jesus is coming through. And so somebody told this woman about Jesus and how he he is a miracle worker. He is the healer. Maybe she has heard stories about the Messiah. Maybe she has heard stories about how Jesus has healed all kinds of people because people have been coming from all over to Jesus for healings, for miracles, for demons to be cast out. So maybe she had already heard of Jesus. But the important thing is she had heard of Jesus. And so there's a great lesson in that for us. We need to be telling people about Jesus because he is hope. When there seems to be no hope, when there seems to be no way, Jesus is the way. Jesus is hope. He restores. He, he heals. He, he gives people strength. He gives people the, the, uh, the, the hope that they need to, to keep going, the strength that they need to keep going. He, 
That, that's, that's what Jesus does. He gives us new life. He gives us new purpose. He gives life a meaning, if you will. Because this lady had no hope. She had no money. She was broke. She was at her rope's end, but she had heard of Jesus. And when she heard of Jesus, she came up with a plan. And she saw the crowd and she said, if I could just get to Jesus, I don't care. If I could just get to him and touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. So this woman has faith, but not only does she have faith, but she puts her faith into action. And she sees the crowd. So she knows where Jesus is at. And she says, if I could just get to that crowd and through that crowd and get to Jesus, I will be healed. And so she busts through the crowd from behind. And when she sees Jesus, she, in my mind, I can just see this woman just lunging. There he is. I got to get to him before he's gone. And she just lunges for his garments and she grabs the hem of his garment and immediately she was healed. And that's all that she needed was to touch Jesus. And when she touched Jesus, she stopped Jesus dead in his tracks. He's on his way to Jairus' house to heal his daughter. And all of a sudden he stops and he's looking around and he's asking his disciples, who touched me? And they're saying, Jesus, are you kidding me? Look at all these people. Look at this crowd. You're asking us, who touched you? How are we supposed to know who touched you? And there sits this woman trembling in fear because she is the one who reached out and grabbed the hem of his garment and stopped him dead in his tracks. And he stops to have a conversation with this woman. And 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 this is what it says in, in, in Mark chapter 5, verses 30 through 34. Well, when she reached out to touch Jesus' garment, it says immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. And Jesus realized at, at once that healing power had gone from him. And so he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my robe? And the disciple says, look at this crowd pressing you, dude. Are you crazy, man? It doesn't say that, but he says, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? In other words, are you serious, dude? Look at all these people. How are we supposed to know who touched you? But Jesus kept on looking around to see who had done it. And then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. It's me. It's me, Lord. I just thought if I could just touch the hem of your garment, I would be healed. And verse 34 says that he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. After 12 years of being unclean and being in pain and constantly bleeding, it's over. Your suffering is over. And I know there's a lot of you out there who would love to hear those words from Jesus. Your suffering is over. Just keep the faith. Keep the faith. Put your trust in Jesus and do not give up. That's what we're here for with the Grind It podcast. Our tagline for this this ministry is to keep on grinding with Jesus. Grinding life with Jesus. Because life is a grind. Life is hard. 
And sometimes it's chaotic and we feel like giving up and we feel like there is no more hope. But if we could just get to Jesus and touch the hem of his garment, there's always hope. And if we can get to Jesus, he says, hey, your suffering is over. And that day is coming for you. I don't know what you're going through today, but your suffering will soon be over, especially in the presence of Jesus. And if we can encourage you in any way, and I'm not done, we're going to keep continue with the podcast with Matthew chapter 9, but if we can pray for you, if we can encourage you in any way, please contact us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com and we will do whatever we can to encourage you. We'll pray for you, get, get you in touch with somebody in your area if you're not local that can help you with whatever situation that you're facing. We want to help you to keep grinding and to not give up. And so this woman, she lunges for Jesus's robe. She grabs the hem of his garment. She's healed instantly. They're having this conversation. This is awesome, man. This is so great. You've been healed immediately and your suffering is over. After doing everything that you could, after going to every doctor that's in the area, after spending all the money that you have, there was no hope. But when you heard of Jesus, all of a sudden there was hope. And you got to Jesus, you touched Jesus, boom, you're healed instantly. Everything is great if you're that woman. But what about Jairus? Your daughter is dying and all your hope is resting in this miracle worker who is having a conversation, who is on his way to your house. But now because this woman has interrupted the, the, the mission here, you got to be freaking out. I know this is awesome. I know you've had, you've been bleeding for 12 years, but look, my daughter's dying. You're not dying. You're just bleeding. And, and I know, you know, you suffered for a long time, but look, my daughter is at the point of death. And if Jesus don't get to my house, there is no hope. She's going to be dead. He can come back and heal you later. You can, you can have this conversation, Jesus, with this woman later. Just please get on to my house because you are my hope. You, you, I came to find you while my daughter is still alive and I need you to get to my house quickly because it's my only hope to save my dying daughter. But all of a sudden, Jairus gets the news that no father ever wants to hear. Your daughter is dead. And, and Mark tells us she's 12 years old. His, his 12-year-old daughter has died all because Jesus, all because of this woman, all because your mission has been interrupted. I, I don't know what kind of mission you're on. I, I, I don't know what your plans are in life and what you're doing. But sometimes things happen in life and it interrupts our mission. It, it, it interrupts our goals and, and our path that we thought was straight and awesome and great. It, it, it gets interrupted. There's a roadblock and we have to take a detour. And life is full of detours. And this is a huge detour, if you will, for Jairus because 
his daughter was alive and he's found Jesus, so he had hope. But now these people show up. In verse 35 and 36, it says, While he was still speaking to her, as Jesus was talking to this woman, having this conversation with this woman who was just healed after 12 years of misery, messengers arrived from the house, from the, the house or the home of Jairus, and they told him, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard the conversation and said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just have faith this is the reason why i believe that matthew said the girl was dead because this is the point that matthew you know matthew's just skimming he's giving us the cliff notes versions of 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 the story because the girl died before jesus could get to jairus's house and so matthew said the girl was dead because she was Jesus has taken too long. This woman has interrupted your mission. And with Jesus and her having this conversation, the the daughter has died. All hope was lost. It's too late. If they have not been held up by this woman, if only she could have showed up another time, if only they had five more minutes, if only they had ten more minutes, just a few more times, just a few more minutes, just a little bit more time. Jesus could have saved his daughter from dying. And maybe that's you tonight. Maybe that's you today. Maybe that is you in your life right now that you have have been on this mission, but it has been interrupted. Something tragic has happened in your life. And, and over and over in your mind, you go back and you replay what has happened and what's going on. And your question is, if only, if only I had more time, if only I had done this, if only I had done that, if I had done more of this, or if I had done less of that, If only, if only, if only. And we come up with all these scenarios because all hope in our mind is lost. And that's what's going on with Jairus. Jairus is thinking, if only. If only this woman hadn't interrupted the mission, my daughter would not have died. My 12-year-old daughter would still be alive. But this woman has messed everything up. And now my daughter has died. We've seen Jesus do all kinds of miracles in the book of Matthew. But what we're about to witness here has never been done before in in Jesus' ministry. Jairus' daughter is dead. There's absolutely no life in her. There is no breath coming from her nostrils. There's no heartbeat in her chest. In fact, they've already paid the mourners, and that's what they did in biblical times. They paid people to come and mourn over people who had died. And they have the mourners have showed up. They're mourning. They're crying. And when Jesus gets to Jairus' house, Jesus has to run these people off and send them outside because they're, they're laughing at him. And why are they laughing at Jesus? I mean, he is God, the Son of God. He is the miracle worker. He can cast out demons. He can do all kinds of miracles. But they are laughing in Jesus' face. And why are they laughing? Because Jesus told them when he got there that the child is not dead, but that she's only asleep. And they laughed him silly. 
They thought he was nuts. He's an absolute madman because they knew there was no breath in that girl's body. They knew there was no heartbeat in her chest. They knew that she was absolutely 100% dead and gone and that there was no hope for her, for J. Iris, or J. Iris's wife. But isn't that what Paul refers to people who have died and passed on to eternity? Over and over again, Paul says that they are asleep. And it's interesting that Jesus says that she is asleep here. We know she's dead. She is absolutely 100% dead. She is gone. There is no life in this girl's body. But Jesus says that she is only asleep. And so he puts them all out. And he allows five people in the room with him when he goes in there to heal the daughter or raise her from the dead. You have Peter, James, and John, three of the disciples. And then you have Jairus and his wife. And Mark 5, 41 through 43 says, Holding her hand, Jesus says to the girl, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old, Mark says, immediately stood up. Now, get that, immediately. That's the way it always was when Jesus worked miracles. They happened immediately. And this dead girl who had no breath, no heartbeat, she immediately stands up and walked around just like that leper, I mean, just like the, the paralyzed man who was lowered down through the roof who hasn't walked and his body was frail. And Jesus says, get up and take up your mat. He immediately jumps up, takes up his mat, and gets out of that room. He is healed immediately. This girl was dead. There was no life in her body. But as soon as Jesus says, little girl, get up, she immediately, in the blink of an eye, got up out of that bed and started walking around. And Mark says they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. I don't think we understand what he's saying there. Put yourself in Mark's or, or in Jairus' shoes, in, his, in Jairus' wife's shoes. Your daughter was dead. You had gone to Jesus because you knew there was hope as long as she was alive. But she died before you could get home because of this interruption. So you had lost all hope. Jesus says, yes, just to have faith, keep the faith. Don't be afraid. Well, of course you're going to be afraid because you've lost your daughter, your 12-year-old daughter. So you lost all hope. But now your dead daughter is now alive like nothing ever happened. She is just fine. She's perfect. She has breath. She has a heartbeat. There is no hiccups. There is nothing wrong with her whatsoever. It's as she never died. It's like she had never been sick. Nothing is wrong with her. And they are overwhelmed and totally amazed. And Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. So for the first time in Jesus' ministry, a dead person has been raised. Now I know that Jairus and his wife were so happy, they're ecstatic, but I want to know what's going through the minds of Peter, James, and John. 
Because they were in that room too. They were overwhelmed too. They were totally amazed as well. Why? Because they ain't never seen nothing like this before. They've seen all kinds of miracles. They've seen demons cast out. They've heard demons screaming that Jesus is the Son of God. They freaked out when Jesus was asleep in the boat and they woke him up because of the storm. They said, look, dude, we're dying here. If you don't do something about this and Jesus speaks to the storm, he calms the winds and he calms the waves and they're freaking out. They're saying, who is this dude that nature obeys him? I want to know what's going through their minds right here. When Mark says that they are overwhelmed and totally amazed, they just witnessed a dead person come back to life. They have to be thinking, there, there, there's nothing this man cannot do. We are in good hands, much better than Allstate ever thought about being. We are in good hands with this dude, this man who says he is the Messiah, who the demons say he is the Son of God. We're staying with this guy. There's something awesome about this man, right? So Matthew says in verse 26 of chapter 9, the report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. I bet it did. A dead, a dead girl came back to life, and these people can go and visit her and have a conversation with her. She was dead, but now she is alive. So I want, I want to end the podcast with these four things to encourage you, if I may, to keep going and to not give up. Number one, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. No matter what you're going through today, I've had people, when I go through something, I've been through a lot of things in my life. When I was going through hard times and somebody said, just give it to God, or they'll say, but God. And I just wanted to punch them in the face. It would make me so mad because I would say, you don't even know what I'm going through. You don't know how hard this is, this, this situation that I'm facing. And I just wanted to punch him in the face. Don't tell me, but God. Don't tell me, you know, uh, give it to God. Don't tell me you're praying for me. Just help me. Do you know, or just shut up or leave me alone. Just, you know, get out of my face. But I, they, they were only trying to help. But we have to know and have faith in God that nothing is impossible with God. He can raise the dead to life. Number two. When all hope seems to be lost, when everything seems to be out of control in your life, don't be afraid, but have faith. That's what Jesus told Jairus. All hope's not lost, Jairus. I know you think it is. You just got the news that your daughter's dead, but don't be afraid. Have faith. And Jesus raises Jairus' 12-year-old daughter back to life. And they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. And trust me, whatever you're going through in life right now, if you're going through a life storm, a life challenge, when you come through that storm, because storms come and go, that's what they do. They don't come to stay, they come to pass. And the Bible says it over and over again, it come to pass, it come to pass. And so when you come out of this storm and the sun is shining again, no matter what you have been through, you're going to look back and you're going to see the hand of God. And you're going to say, I see how God worked in this situation. And you're going to see and you're going to be overwhelmed and totally amazed at how God will take what you have been through and use it for His glory. That's what it's all about. Stay 
faithful. Don't be afraid, but have faith. Number three, God is always on time. He is never too late. Never too late. It may seem like it. You may be you may be thinking, where is God? Is he even here? He's here. He is with you. And he knows exactly what you're going through. He's not surprised. Nothing catches him off guard. He knows exactly what you're going through. Just continue to reach out to him and he will show up and he will show out and he will bring you through that situation that you're facing. Keep the faith. And the last thing that I want to share, the fourth thing is this. And this is a huge one. Jesus is hope. That woman with the issue of blood had no hope. She had spent all of her money. She had been to all the doctors. She had tried all the home remedies. She was at her rope's end. She was literally a dead person walking because she was miserable. And there was nothing she could do about her situation. She was just going to have to live in that situation or take her own life. And unfortunately, a lot of people make that decision because they feel like they have no hope. Listen to me. You have hope because Jesus is still on the throne. And Jesus is calling out to you, just give it to me. Cry out to me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus is hope. Jairus lost all hope when he got the news that his daughter was dead. He had hope as long as Jesus was on the way. But when that woman interrupted and his, got, he got the news that his daughter was dead, he lost all hope. And Jesus says, don't lose hope. Keep the faith. Don't be afraid. Keep the faith. And Jesus raises her from the dead. Stay faithful. Don't give up. There is hope in His name is Jesus. And like I said earlier in the podcast, if we can help you in any way, if we could just encourage you, if we can pray for you, if we can just find somebody in your area that can help you with whatever situation you're facing, please, please, please reach out to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. Just give us a short synopsis, a brief a, a story of what you're dealing with and we want to help you in any way that we possibly can god bless you thank you for listening to the grinded podcast don't give up there is hope in his name is jesus keep grinding thank you for listening to the grinded podcast today may god bless you if you have any comments or questions you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.